This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Benjamin Lewis is a founder and chief operating officer of The One Health Company, an innovative and humane animal testing business based in Philadelphia. The One Health Company is an active member of Wharton's Venture Initiation Program, an incubator program that helps University of Pennsylvania students as they grow their businesses. Ben has studied veterinary medicine at U of Penn and healthcare management at Wharton. Ben, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about your startup. What is the One Health Company? And help us understand how it's unique in the marketplace. So the One Health Company is a social impact company that's revolutionizing animal testing. So animal testing is a pretty taboo industry that hasn't seen that much innovation in the last hundred years. So the current method of animal testing is you take a healthy animal, Mm -hmm. you give it a disease, you test on it, and then you kill it at the end. And sadly, we we kill about 100 million animals using this traditional method. That being said, while I was at veterinary school, I realized that there's no shortage of naturally sick animals that come to see us every single day at the veterinary hospital. So I realized, you know what? Why, Why are we creating disease when we have so much naturally existing disease in the pet population? So what we do is we operate clinical trials in animals the same way you operate clinical trials in people. That means you don't give any, you would never give a person a disease just to test on them. And likewise, we find naturally sick animals and enroll them into clinical trials. The animals stay at home with their owners the entire time, and they receive cutting edge treatment at the world's best veterinary hospitals, and we pay for everything. And this is very beneficial for the pet because you know they're receiving some really cutting edge therapy. It's beneficial for the owner because we, we pick up the bill for everything. We never use a placebo arm, which means the pets will always receive either the gold standard of care or the experimental therapy. Um, And in the end, we accelerate the pace of innovation for um, pharmaceuticals and new biologics coming to market. So because we don't actually have to make the animals sick, it's a lot faster because we're not, um, we don't actually have to wait for the disease to Um, take place and we don't have to track it, we actually get a lot better data. So right now the industry operates at a 92% failure rate um, from preclinical trial to clinical and we estimate about a 65% success rate because it turns out natural disease in animals is a much better proxy for natural disease in people. Whereas when you try to induce artificial disease in an otherwise healthy animal, it's not a very good approximation of natural disease in people. And at, at the end of the day, we have you know, tremendous financial savings for the pharmaceutical industry as well. So we're really unique because we've taken something that is almost inherently inhumane, animal testing, and made it so that everybody benefits and we actually heal the sick patients in our trials. That's fascinating. So all the people that are involved with your business, you have researchers, you have scientists, um, a lot of different roles, right? But I, I was interested in reading on your website that you all describe yourselves as animal lovers, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I think that's interesting to note. I mean, it's a passion for you as well. Can you talk a little bit about that, kind of that passion that has helped motivate you to start the business? And also, 
you know, maybe some interesting stories about the animals. Absolutely. So the, the whole reason we started the company is because we love animals. Um, for example, our chief medical officer is an MD-PhD from UCSF and most recently Penn Medical School. And she joined the company because she knew there was a better way. She, she felt bad inducing disease in these, in these in laboratory animals. And especially when she saw the results didn't really correlate with human success. So when she learned about the company, she was very excited. So on a, love of animals is the heart of the company. And actually tikkun olam, so making the world a better place, is one of our core, uh, core missions of the company. So essentially one of the prerequisites to join and part of our interview process is, you know, are, would you classify yourself as an animal lover and how many pets do you have? So personally, I have four pets. Uh, I have a rescue chihuahua, a rescue poodle, a, a poodle my parents bought, and then a three-legged Doberman, mm -hmm. um, who I got when he had four legs. <laughs> but unfortunately, he, um, participate, he developed osteosarcoma, mm -hmm. participated in a clinical trial, oh. and remarkably, three and a half years later, he's still alive. That's and this disease only has about a three-month life expectancy. So this is kind of a, a personal example of you know, mixing business and personal life. Yeah. So, and it, yeah, the, the whole passion for, the whole passion and kind of empathy for seeing sick animals and trying to make them better is um, definitely a core, a core theme of our company. Hmm. So you have a really interesting background, your first career. I'd love you to tell us a little bit about that and how you decided to get into this line of work once you ended that. So prior to warden, prior to veterinary school, I was a professional athlete. I was on the 2004 U.S. Olympic team, and I was captain of the K-4, the four-person men's kayak in Athens, Greece. And that was a tremendous honor. I started training when I was 13 years old. I trained for eight years, and I was actually, you know, I had the honor of representing the United States when I was 21. Unfortunately, shortly after the Olympics, I was training and playing soccer, and I shattered my right ankle. And I spent about a little over a year in a wheelchair following four ankle surgeries, a hip surgery, and a knee surgery oh, wow. to kind of put me back together again. Yeah. And at that time, you know, I, ret I returned to school, mm -hmm. studied bioengineering, graduated, and then, you know, the, the same passion that I put into training for, for sport, I put that same passion into studying and uh, academia. What a great story. Did, did some of the skills that you had as a professional athlete and as an Olympian carry over into your business world? Absolutely. Yeah. So most, this, is gonna, this might be a misconception, but most Olympians, they, they play their sports because they love their sport. Mm -hmm. If you ask me today, you know, if, if you could go out and do anything, you know, if you didn't have to worry about money, didn't have to, and no other responsibilities, I'd say I'd love to go out kayaking. And I think with mo most other Olympians, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that same passion for you know, going out and paddling is the same passion. You know, I love animals, and I love saving animals. So it's that same kind of... Um, that same driver of really liking what I'm doing that has, um, I think, been the, the key to success. Great. I don't see it as a job. I, I really do see this as a, something I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. So what's next for the One Health Company? Where, where do you stand in your process of development? Mm -hmm. And you know, where do you see the company, say, in five years? So right now, the One Health Company um, operates out of about 35 specialty animal hospitals across the United States. And in, in five, and right now, because what we're doing is so new and so disruptive, the FDA 
hasn't quite embraced it as a standard methodology. It's still an alternative kind of supplementary methodology mm -hmm. for proving safety and efficacy, um, which is necessary to proceed into human testing. Mm -hmm. In the next five years, I'd love to see that change so that what we're doing becomes a mainstream methodology and is adopted by more companies. And you know, the benefit there is that we can save a lot more pets and we can minimize animal usage in laboratories. Have you raised a certain amount of money for the venture at this point? So thankfully, we have raised a seed round, and up till now, actually, we've been self-financed. Mm -hmm. um, so we have some incredible investors. Ben Franklin Technology Partners mm -hmm. of Southeastern Pennsylvania right. um, is, is an investor in our seed round. Matthew Frank, kind of the godfather of the natural disease comparative, um, or comparative disease model mm -hmm. methodology, is an investor. Uh, the Science Center Digital Health Accelerator is an investor, Warden through the uh, Woods Award, mm -hmm. and through the Snyder Seed Award are investors, and BioAdvance, probably one of the, the premier healthcare venture capital funds in the area. We're very honored to have as an investor. That's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You've, you've had so much experience at this point as an entrepreneur, as an athlete, um, as a scientist and, you know, you have a lot of different uh, skills and talents. What advice might you give to high school students? You know, what are some of the things that you feel have been maybe your most valuable life lessons thus far that you would like to pass along to them? So two, two life lessons. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I was training for kayaking, I was, you know, 12, 13 years old when I started. And all my friends, I'm from Florida, and everyone was playing baseball or basketball or football. And he said, Ben, why, why are you kayaking? You know, that's, that's not a real sport. You're never, we're going to go with kayaking. And, you know, eight years later, I was on the Olympic team and playing recreational football didn't get them too far. Um, so even if what you do sounds crazy to others, you, should, you certainly should not stop it. Stop doing what you're doing, especially if it's a passion of yours. Um, the next thing is just go and do it. Um, don't think of, you know... You can, uh, planning is obviously very important, but some people get lost in the planning process and forget to execute. Mm -hmm. So if you have a brilliant idea, there's many cheap and easy ways to test if your idea works. So there's a great um, startup movement called Lean Startup. And if there's any, any high school kids that are interested in starting a company of their own, I highly recommend going out and learning about the Lean Startup methodology. Well, that's great advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.